dudes and dudettes, Michelangelo here just to tell you that you are listening to the Points of Interest podcast. Am I right? Did I get that right? Absolutely. All right, absolutely. <laughs> Bodacious Cowabunga! An elegant weapon is brought to you by Nemesis Studios. This is Derek. This is Tony. This is Kevin. And we are Drunk on Comics. And you are listening to an Elegant Weapon podcast, bitches. What are y'all doing in here? We're smoking reefer. And you don't want no part of this shit. An elegant weapon for a more civilized day. This is a journey into sound. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 98 of An Elegant Weapon. I am your host. My name is Jay. You will please excuse me while I flick my dick. Your love of the halfling's leaf has clearly slowed your mind. Welcome back, kids. We're going to get right into it. We have guests tonight, and it's a couple fellas from Wayward Raven comic books. We have Mark. We have Alex. Welcome, fellas. Hey, thanks for having us on. Introduce yourselves. Tell us about Wayward Raven. Cool. Sure. So uh, I'm Mark C. Frankel, uh, CEO, COO, uh, Wayward Raven Media. Um, We do comic books, books, um, web comics, um, moving into probably some other uh, types of media as uh, as we expand. Um, But um, yeah, really, the the comic books have been the mainstay. That's been the thing we've kicked stuff off with. I had the chance to peruse your comic books, and they're beautiful, gorgeous work. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, Alex, what is your involvement with the situation? I'm the general heckler of everything Mark comes up with. Uh, <laughs> I am the artist of Damn Heroes, um, and I guess I'm also, I guess officially speaking, I'm the CTO and creative director. means I try to make stuff look pretty and uh, basically tell mark and josh when they're doing something wrong uh, <laughs> i believe it's purdy and, and purdy. we ain't done nothing wrong yet <laughs> he got a little pretty mouth ain't he you gotta have someone there to keep that shit straight for sure yes exactly <laughs> yeah usually so, i'm the guy doing the goofy stuff at cons too so that, that's a title i wear proudly you guys do a lot of cons yeah we've been doing yeah. a lot more now yeah what, where we, you been to lately uh, we just actually wrapped up at Asbury Park. Um, no way, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's fantastic. It was cool. We had a really, really good time. Cool, cool, calm, you know, um, right in the shores of Jersey. I mean, I, I didn't, I, I think uh, more and more I've been talking to people, and, and I think it's it's opened a lot of eyes. We've uh, talked, some pe- talked to some people, you know, like, I, I didn't even know this existed, and suddenly I've seen it all over the place. 
Um, yeah, it's, it was really cool too. And um, I have to say, one of the one of the we got some of the best feedback from comic fans at a at a smaller convention in a while. I mean, we've done stuff like New York Comic Con where everyone is there for everything, but a lot of like the smaller cons we've done, it's either like everyone's there for toys or only for celebrities. At this place, everyone was there for comics, and it was awesome to be around that yeah. type of vibe. That's always great when that can happen. That's uh, Rob Bruce's. Uh, he helped put that together. How many? They're just a couple years in, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Robin Cliff, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Very nice. Mm-hmm. We were very, very lucky to have Michael Zapsick as a guest way back when, nice. and uh, that was super fun. So, did you meet any of those guys down there? Any of the comic book men? Um, I had a f- exchanged a few words with um, uh, Ming. Uh, I kind of oh, yeah. I found him kind of wandering around in the independent section so i kind of like a lost puppy up, well, I, I, he was there with with you know with a mission like a but i kind of uh, yeah right? <laughs> i just hopped in front of him like here take our books please and, and then i was like then i ran back to her table and i realized oh my god this guy knows kevin smith i grabbed this harlequin drawing that i did of harley and, and batman playing dress up and i was like please give, please 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 give this to kevin smith please very nice so if he's listening you know <laughs> we hope you got it kevin yeah hope you got it man <laughs> <laughs> and i'm, I'm sure it's framed in his bathroom or something <laughs> well i'm hope he claims to be really into the independent comic thing so that alone should give should make him at least accept of gifts but also he's he's a harlequin fan you know he named his daughter harley and I've had friends who've met him who say he's a really, you know, stand-up guy. So, again, if he's listening to this podcast, dude, come on. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've heard he's a bit of a pack rat, too. Like, he, he yeah. keeps most things. So, if it did get across to him, it's probably in a folder or a box at his office somewhere or something. <laughs> I, I think that's, that's every person who's ever loved comics. We're all pack rats, yeah. aren't we? Yeah. It probably <laughs> smells of his Chiba. <laughs> <laughs> One can only dream and hope. <laughs> yeah, I love cons like that. They had uh, Fan Expo, the big giant one in Toronto here every year. Nice. It's, I uh, love it. Yeah. It's, it's a, oh yeah, it's an adventure. But they also put on, uh, they just did it in March, they put on kind of a smaller version and it's just called Toronto Comic Con. Mm-hmm. And it's very comic centric. Like there's nice. very few celebrities. Uh, this year in particular, Artist Sally was huge. And what they did this year was, they staggered it so it would be like well-known artist, unknown, well-known, unknown, all the way around the edge of the artist's alley. That's brilliant. And, yeah, it was a super cool idea, and uh, it really had that that smaller vibe to it. So, yeah, I love that kind of thing. Where else you hit? Anywhere else? So we're uh, – the schedule kind of goes something like this. We've got Hartford Comic Con coming up in, in a little bit over a month. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to roll that into uh, – uh, we're going to roll in the special edition. So NYCC is doing a, a um, you know, an, kind of an artist-centric, comic-centric uh, con um, called Special Edition. So it's same folks that put on, you know, New York Comic Con, but they're doing a two-day thing. Um, so we're going to do that. Um, we uh, after that we've got Heroes Con. Um, we'll uh, we'll be up at Boston Comic Con. We'll be at Comic uh, Con, which is uh, Bridgeport, Connecticut, which is pretty much right around the corner from from my place here. Um, and then we'll uh, we'll roll in New York Comic Con, and and I think we'll kind of see how the rest of the year goes. Maybe we'll we'll see if we can sneak one or two more in. Good God, that is a busy schedule. Oh yeah, <laughs> That's actually serious. <laughs> actually, so much so I forgot. Um, Alex is going to be at New York Comic Fest the same day. Oh, yeah, and it's yeah. special and it's special edition. So <laughs> yeah, two, <laughs> two, two, two in one day. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh, that's fantastic. If you guys are able to get around that easy, you should consider late August and heading up to Toronto. Oh man, I would I would love to do that. That would be awesome. If we if we hadn't already booked two in August, I that I'm taking some time off for, I'd oh, be yeah. there in a heartbeat. That's a that's a heavy month for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be cool though this year because uh the same with Motor City Con as uh Fan Expo. It's the twenty fifth anniversary. Sorry, no. It's Motor City Con's twenty fifth anniversary and it's uh Fan Expo's twentieth. It's also Batman's seventy fifth. Mm-hmm. So nice. as far as anniversary yeah. parties go, I think it's going to be a fun year for that kind of thing, you know. So let's start from the beginning. Where the hell did Wayward Raven come from? Sure, sure. So um, Josh, who's actually not in the the podcast, and I um, have been friends for for some time. Um, have uh, have been writing for a while. I, I wrote a number of short stories that were getting published in literary magazines. Um, Josh has been a novelist, um, and we actually started out. Um, trying to write stage plays, and, um, and they, we didn't do so well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> which is, That's which a cool made... thing to try, though, because that is not an easy thing to do. No, it's not. I mean, I, I, I'm not an actor, you know, and uh, <laughs> I, I just I don't, have the, I don't have the hair and the teeth for it, um, but uh, <laughs> mostly the hair. Um, but, uh, you know, we, we tried kind of doing that, and, and yeah, we were okay. We, I would imagine if we really, really continue to work at it and continue to work at it. Um, but really kind of more of our love was, was comics and, and, and uh, you know, other literature and stuff like that. So, so we kind of had this idea that, hey, you know, we really ought to, we ought to try making a comic book instead. Um, and, and it was a hell of a lot more successful. Um, the, the fruits of that labor, the, the first thing that really came out was Horseman. Um, and, and uh, you know, we actually had written some other stuff prior to Horseman that, that we haven't actually published yet um, that are still kind of, we're finding the right artist for, we're, we're maybe refining a little bit more. Um, but that's kind of how that, that came out. And, and we, um, you know, in the process, I, I also met Alex, um, who's actually someone I had interviewed, um, and we ended up talking comics and stuff like that and, and uh, you know, find out that, that um you know, he, he's got the, the artistic, you know, kind of bend as well and, and uh, likes to draw and likes to do that sort of stuff. And so he and I started talking webcomic, and, and that's where Damn Heroes came from. Um, you know, we both love the genre and love kind of also being able to make fun of it to some extent. So, <laughs> um, so that kind of came out of there. And, and we really, really launched as a company at, at New York Comic Con 2012 um, when we brought both the Ascendant Horsemen and, and Damn Heroes all kind of to life. Um, so that, that, that's kind of the, the, the genesis, if you will. And, and it's just kind of grown from there. Just been rolling ever since. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, the present Kickstarter is for signed. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Tell the good people about the Kickstarter. Cool. So signed, um, what I tell people is young women go missing all the time, but sell them, uh, do they have a talent agent who happens to be the most badass sorceress of all time? Uh, you know, um, very willing to go to the ends of the earth, to hell itself, to, uh, to find their, their missing, um, you know, uh, uh, missing signee, if you will. Um, and so, uh, issue one's out, it's done. It's, you know, we've been, uh, we've been kind of getting that around and, and, uh, getting that in people's hands and, Issue two right now is done. It's in the can. It's ready to rock and roll. Um, what we're doing the Kickstarter for is just a little bit of cash to uh, to get the print run going, um, which can be fairly expensive. Um, 
but uh, you know, it's it's that basically to pay the artists, and um, you know, signed issue number three is actually halfway done. Um, that's going to have to uh, to go to our colorist very soon. Um, Speaking you know, of which, wow, um, damn, with the colors and such, yeah, they're pretty darn intense. Yeah, yeah, Martin did a really awesome job on that. Um, you know, just just. Uh, it, it was great to match him with Wayne because they, they just really, I think the two of them complement each other very, very well. Well, it's cool how going through, uh, like I got to read a couple of your books there and uh, they all, they're not the same, but they fit, you know what I mean? Like in the same family of what, you know, Wayward Raven would kind of be, you know, it's, uh, mm -hmm. it's all about, you know, solid ink and bamo colors, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's gotta pop for me, man. I, if it doesn't, it, yeah, it, that's that's what they're all about, right? I mean, it, you gotta have something that grabs you. The the, the story is important, but the visuals are, are just as important, if not more, in some cases. And both are of high quality fiber that uh, people definitely need to check out and such. So that's uh, that's good times. As far as uh, you guys, what kind of stuff are you guys into personally in the comic book comicdom? Mm. I have time uh, to read other comic books. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes, sometimes. I actually, uh, Josh just handed me Saga, and uh, I, I literally haven't been able to put it down since he handed it to me. Um, I'm, I'm wrapping up the, the third, uh, you know, the, the third basically compendium right now. Um, and and I'm thinking to myself, I hope this thing doesn't end anytime soon. And, and why aren't the next seven compendiums out already? Because I want to keep reading them. I'm <laughs> It's kind of shameful, but I'm way behind. I just was in. I'm just getting into volume one, and I know people have bothered me about it for ever. <laughs> but yeah, that comic just did something, eh? It's uh, it's yeah. just well written. I mean, well put together, well done. Yeah, the, the whole thing about it, like awesome. just oh yeah, it's it's definitely, and it's it's the scope of it too. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Even right off the bat, you're like, whoa, Jesus, what's happening here? Yeah, I heard. I heard somebody call it our generation's Star Wars, and I was like, yeah, whatever. And then after reading, I was like, yeah, yeah, I can see that. Mm -hmm. I've heard that a lot, except that it's a comic book. <laughs> for now. But, yeah, for <laughs> now, exactly. And you know it's only a matter of time. Of course. Yeah. I can I can see um, a, a lot of why in it, though, also. I mean, you could get definitely see kind of some of the roots of where, where um, you know, the, the writer kind of came in and, and has... Uh, you mean Why the Last Man? Yes, yeah. exactly. Um, I, I mean, which was another great run that I, I couldn't put down either. I mean, I, that one I had to just sit through and, and go through the next one, the next one, the next one, the next one. Um, I've heard great things about it. I haven't had a chance to read it yet, but in the in the you know they were trying forever to make a movie out of that thing. But I've I've heard that it actually doesn't lend itself well to a movie. Would you convert? Hmm. I don't know, but I think I, it'd be I, better I as like a kind of like one of those little mini series or something like that. Yeah, it should be a TV series. Yeah, it would, yeah, it would, ha it would have kind of shades of The Walking Dead, I think. That'd be kind of neat. Well, you guys, that would be sweet. Right. You guys, Walking Dead fans, zombie fellas. I'm more of a fan of Walking Dead than zombies, although I've be I've been kind of getting more and more into like zombie stuff. Like uh, I was um, like I was never into zombies, but then I got into World War Z and um zombie survival guide and then walking dead by proxy and i was just like i'm kind of like really enjoying that genre of um comics um i mean i've, I've 
for me, it's like usually superhero stuff or sci-fi. Um, I'm I'm probably one of the few people who's even still into cyberpunk. <laughs> nice. Yeah, see, I was never into zombies much because uh, I don't think it was ever just given the proper treatments, but the stuff they're doing now, since, like, The Walking Dead and even the Dawn of the Dead remake is, like, you know, 28 days later and stuff. It's just been, you know, when you put that good a story to something as simple as what used to be mindless zombies just chasing people around, it's like... <laughs> Okay, this is this is kind of freaky, you know. This is a crazy idea to the extent that people are actually, like, you know, you can actually buy a zombie survival kit, you know, or <laughs> yeah, take a course or read a book or. There was actually a podcast that I do follow, and they had um, the guy. He's, he's his name is the the Doctor of the Dead. He teaches. I just um, followed him yesterday. Yeah, on so Twitter. you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, he was. He, I heard the interview with him, and it was like I'm like, wow, I actually want to take this class. <laughs> yeah it'd be interesting as hell you know, and something very similar to a zombie apocalypse could happen as well right that mm -hmm. you know those skills could easily lend themselves to i can see multiple reasons for me having the katana sword on the shelf that i do you know that's a good thing to have handy in many situations i prefer yeah. my i prefer my tomahawks but all right <laughs> yeah i mean i i've i've done sword fighting before uh, i think i a bat might be more useful, though. <laughs> that, yeah, definitely. Or a crowbar. Also, you know, anything pretty much blunt and hard will mm -hmm. will pretty much do the trick. Uh, <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> Are you Star Wars fans, then? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Are you <laughs> excited about the newness that's happening? I I am, but I'm cautiously optimistic, because my, my beef was always, why did he go back and do the prequels? We already knew what happened. We, you know... I, I wish he would have gone forward. I wish they would have gone forward years ago, you know. So I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. Um, I'm just gonna come out right and say it. I'm, I'm, I'm a big Star Wars fan. I despise George Lucas. <laughs> so now that he's not attached to it, I'm fairly hopeful because I loved the expanded universe. I mean, I gobbled those books up. Okay. And then whenever when the Clone Wars show came on, I was like, okay, this is this is cool. Let's let's see what this is about. And up until they got to the Mandalor like the Mandalorian stuff, I was like, no, no, I'm done with this because I read the Karen Tra the Karen Travis books. I'm like, these are the these are Mandalorians. These are badass military clones. And the way she wrote the the way clones worked together and had their own personalities, I was like, this is great, yeah. And then George Lucas, like like always, just said, nope, this expanded universe doesn't work, not for me. Nope, I need to sell toys. Yeah, so I was like, you're yeah, the so perfect good. person. This has been just racking my brain lately. But here it is. Basically, they put together this council called the Storyboard. Mm -hmm. And the Storyboard is going to selectively pick apart what parts of the EU are canon and what aren't. Mm -hmm. And before this has happened or any kind of official report or anything, they've already started. I mean, the, there's many things that have already been changed. and Really? It's it's strange. Korriban is no longer Korriban. And for tw for 20 years, yeah, see? The the name of the Sith homeworld, they went ahead and changed. It's it's Morbon now. And this was this happened in the Clone Wars. I call shenanigans. Total shenanigans. <laughs> Get the broomsticks. Yeah. Chewbacca is alive? Uh in episode 7 and that doesn't jive at all because that Wookiee is dead. 
Unless it's, unless it takes place before the Vong invasion, but I'm assuming they're just going to get rid of that too. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's 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 gone. It's wiped out. Which leaves me with three long boxes of Star Wars comic books that aren't canon anymore. <laughs> ah, screw it. <laughs> I just I just wonder is Mara Jade going to be in there? Because she was. I actually like that character. I think that's one they might go with. I really do. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, because they want to give Luke a kid, so why go as yeah. far to as to change who the mother was? But who knows? They're pretty much. He said he's gonna. JJ was like, "We're gonna do it the way we want to do it," and I, I'm sure either way, it's gonna be as good or better. Well, if it, since it's JJ at the helm, I like what he did with Star Trek. Although I, I'll admit, you know, I'll admit, and I don't want my wife to hear this, but the only way you make <laughs> Star Trek relevant now is to turn into Star Wars. Yep. <laughs> Pretty much. I could see it being halfway, though. I, that's what I kind of... Like, I love the movies, don't get me wrong. But in a certain way, I was like, they could have... I liked the second one a little more that involved a little more kind of uh, Starfleetiness and stuff. Yeah. But, because uh, that's what I really dug about. Like, I was a huge Voyager fan. See, I never I, got into Voyager. I, I, um, I was into TNG and Deep Space Nine. But Voyager, for some reason, it just never... It, it never, you know... I can never relate to it for some reason, but Enterprise, I actually liked that one. That was good until they just went too far with that one storyline, and it just went for with the uh, what the Zindi or Zindi, something. Like that. Yeah, yeah that, I, was, I had to kind of skip a couple of those. So uh, yeah, it, it got. I couldn't get into Deep Space Nine. That was a bit too just always in the same spot for me. <laughs> that was cool about Voyager because they're lost in this other quadrant and on yeah. their own and. Yeah, that was. I always thought they should have made a movie where they actually go back, like build a bigger, better ship, like figure out Slipstream or take it beyond warp drive and fucking do something, you know. That would be pretty cool. Because really they never made technology change much in all those years of Star Trek. They always had this, like, Warp 9, you always had, you know, transporters or whatever. Yeah. You know, nothing was ever new technology, it felt like, from the... New to the old shows. Well, the only ex- yeah, the only exception is like obviously from original series to TNG. Holodeck, maybe. Yeah, hol- and then yeah. like um, Enterprise, they tried too hard to try to make it like this is how we got this thing in a hundred years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was just origin after origin after origin. <laughs> it was yeah. a cool idea though, and it was impressive that they they got it off the ground. You know. I think actually my problem with Voyagers now that now I think about it is I just couldn't get relate to a lot of the cast members. I didn't really care about those characters. It, it takes for, a like, couple to get into it, and then yeah, you know, it's not def, it's definitely not a watch an episode and you're hooked type show mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. I think Neelix was the only one I actually liked, <laughs> but it was cool. <laughs> oh, Neelix! There's a lot of Borg in that show too, which was yeah. great. Mm-hmm. The Borg were always popping up their stupid heads. I love the board. Love that kind of shit. This is Ryan Stegman, and you're listening to An Elegant Weapon. I got a Comic-Con, randomly, just segueing into nothing. I got a (laughs) Comic-Con this weekend. Nice. Uh, It's a first-year con, which are always exciting. It's called the GTA Comic-Con, which would be the Greater Toronto Area Comic-Con. Uh, those Grand Theft Auto. Comedy. I know. <laughs> are you guys? Pull, are people calling fans out of cars? Yeah. Well, Twitter gets them. confused. Like, if you look up either and look at the stream for either, oh, you, crap, like yeah. put GTA in, you'll see both. 
But it's just a small first-year con, but I'm really excited to be checking it out. And like we were talking about earlier, I'm excited because it's, it's in a hotel banquet hall. It's like totally low-scale comics only, you know? So nice. uh, that should be definitely so, fun this weekend. Sometimes those are the most fun when they're really very, very comic-focused, kind of, yeah. you know, indie-focused. You know, that's sometimes those are the ones we've had the most fun at because they're, they're much... Um, you know, you really get to talk to people. You get to actually interact with folks. It's just not this, you know, constant stream of, of noise, you know, and everyone's looking around. They're like, I, I just don't know what to look at. I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm you know, it's like, it's like going to a, it's like going to a diner and not knowing what you want to eat because there's 37 different options and, you know, <laughs> one page alone. But yeah, yeah. What kind of setup do you guys do? Do you just have a table in Artist Alley or like a booth? Do you have people drawing like... Um, uh, yes, 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 and yes. Um, okay. <laughs> we try, we try, try to do a little bit of everything. Um, you know, that's what we can get away with. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm just trying uh, to get the strobe lights. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, you know, um, you know, it's interesting. I, um, we, uh, we, we usually, if we have a typical table set up, it's pretty standard. It's pretty straightforward. It's, you know, the banner behind us. And, uh, I try to get Alex drawing and doing commissions and stuff like that when I can. Um, but I, I'm all about talking to everybody I possibly can. So a lot of times he's drawing, you know, I'm, I'm talking to people. Um, Josh is kind of out interacting, scoping the crowd, seeing what's going on there. Um, you know, I think we all kind of interact to some extent, but, uh, you know, some of us maybe a little bit more than others. I, I, you know, I think I'm the guy who likes to really spend as much time as possible talking to people and does not shut up. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's my charm. <laughs> well, it's exciting, you know. You're you're in your natural state in a way, you know. You're in your natural habitat. <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know, <laughs> you know it's funny. Um, being on the other side of the table now, because like I've gone to comic cons where I'm just like walking around, like being that nerd, like. Ah, and for me, it was always I, I I realize now the the tables that I remember the most are the ones where the people would actually engage me, like I. I, I can't I mean I remember going to to, to New York Comic Con and just seeing dudes sitting at their table drawing I'd come up and try to strike up a conversation like hey what's your book about and it was just like like I wasn't like I was bothering them I'm like dude you paid money for this table to talk to people oh yeah um, so a little bit be little careful bit. if you're at a con that I'm at because I don't give a fuck you may very well get a microphone just shoved in your face <laughs> and be like tell me about your comic I actually love doing interviews at cons yeah yeah we, we were uh, we were next to uh, we were next to a young lady uh, at Asbury and uh, this guy came over he had his camera he was clearly filming I like stood right up I just started talking to him just go right into it you know did probably about a five minute segment. He thanks me. He walks away, and she looks at me and she goes, "How the hell do you do that?" <laughs> that was awesome. This is half the fun of doing these things, man. If you don't like that stuff, what are you doing here? Yeah, the last one I was at, it was uh, this one guy made it real easy for me. He was holding a cutout like word bubble. And it said, hi, ask me about my comic. So I shoved my microphone in his face and said, tell me about your comic. <laughs> and then he goes, actually, it's my girlfriend's comic. And I was like, all right, well, I'm going to talk to your girlfriend. So, but she was, yeah, she, oh, what was her book called? Oh, I feel horrible. I can't remember right now. 
<laughs> I remember her name. It was Christina M. And that's the artist. I remember that. And I'm just totally blanking on the name of the book, but it was a rad book. It was kind of Sin City-esque type art in a way. But uh, yeah, so much, so much cool stuff, man. It's like, it's so trippy. Just wander to the aisles and there's just so much good stuff, you know? So many of these people deserve so much. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, I agree. Oh, yeah. yeah, there's some ta really talented people out there. Mm-hmm. But uh, you were saying earlier about talking at the con. Uh, I got one friend, uh, D.A. Bishop, Dave Bishop. Shoutouts to Dave. He uh, is at Renerd on the Twitter, and uh, you can call him the Renerd. He the does. Re he nice. does. Yeah. Renerd. <laughs> amazing Toronto artist guy, and he does a book uh, called Stranger, and it's a zombie book. But it's about one guy traveling through other groups of people's zombie survival stories. And he kind of ties it together. Like some issues he's hardly in it, others he's in more. Mm -hmm. And uh, great, great book if you're ever interested in checking out a really nice zombie book. Cool. And he I'll does the whole thing. Up. Like he writes and draws and like the whole thing is his creation. And uh, God love him for it. But uh, he does that at cons. He's not much of a talker, and he likes to draw a lot. Like, he'll talk. He's been on the show, and he's totally chatty. But, you know, he's busy drawing at the cons all the time. So he just brings this buddy of his uh, as his, like, PR guy. <laughs> That's sweet. <laughs> and this guy's fantastic. He, like, never sits down. He's just like, you know, come on in. Check it out. Here you go. <laughs> you <know? laughs> Yeah, so nice. it's always a smart idea. You, you can never go... Uh, another artist, Sean Daly, friend of ours, <clears throat> he made the mistake at his first con of going alone. And he was just like, yeah, he's like, oh, I gotta do this or that. And I was just like, dude, you can't do that. You cannot go alone. It's just, it, don't ever do that, kids. If it's gonna be your first con, don't go alone. If you're an exhibitor, if you got a table, don't do it. <laughs> It's just a bad scene. Yeah, it's I, I don't yeah, I, that's the nice part about having three of us is that, you know, it's never like one dude standing behind the table by himself while someone else is in the bathroom. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's yeah. And it's a con. You gotta be able to enjoy your time and check stuff out and you know. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, you get somebody to sit at the table and then just the other one runs off and does stuff. Yeah. Which is fun. Who is yeah. it? Sean Van Gorman? Yeah. Yeah, he, the straight jacket escapes. How much like? <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. That's taking it to the next level. Here's my book, Secret Adventures of Houdini. I'm going to now, in front of you, escape from a straight jacket. <laughs> How do you not buy that guy's book? How do you say no? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's awesome. Yeah, dude, you just crazy shit. He's got he's got he's funny as hell on Twitter too, man. I don't oh, yeah. know if you follow him on there, but yeah. I do, yeah. Every, every now and then I'll go back and forth with him on something. And it's pretty. It's it's always something funny. <laughs> Twitter's a beautiful place, isn't it? Oh, it's a wonderful, wonderful <laughs> place. How did we survive without it? <laughs> it's so in tune with podcasts, though. Like the mm -hmm. two are just they thrive off each other. You know what I mean? Like, it's so easy to meet someone simply on Twitter. Like, that's how this happened. That's how half my shows happen. You meet someone, you see a few of their pieces, you're like, hey, cool, and shit just goes down. Or people, you know, reach out, and they'll be like, hey, want to chat? It's like, heck yeah, why not? And then you got a show, and all of a sudden you're at 98 episodes, and you're like, how the hell did that happen? <laughs> 
That's awesome, though. I mean, that you know, I, I love doing these things too, and I love I love how that stuff develops. You know, with with you just you're fucking around on Twitter, and you know, you see something. I, I love interacting with people and going back and forth on stuff. And oh yeah, may, <laughs> may, maybe too much sometimes. But yeah, oh, yeah. Sometimes I think we got we have to watch ourselves because <laughs> we. At least between me and Mark, sometimes we'll just get into these, like, long, like, what was it? Uh, one time I think we were just basically quoting the movie Airplane to each other for the entire fucking day. <laughs> I, it was that or Spaceballs, probably one. Either probably one or the other. We, we tend to just do it now. Yeah. Oh, man. That is just bad. But but I'll even go further down rabbit holes with, with stuff, and it's just like, no, I, I got it. I've actually managed to censor myself a little bit because... I, I got to remember that it's it's kind of always out there. <laughs> yeah, it's always out there, and people never understand. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. things never are what they seem. <laughs> but it's it's so easy too, you know, because podcasting's an easy thing to do, and then Twitter meeting people is such an easy thing to do, you know. And ninety percent of the episodes I've done with guests have been people I met on Twitter, and then talked to over Skype. And then other than that, it's like friends or people at cons and stuff like that, you know, or shows or whatever. Have you ever done podcasts at a con? Oh, many. I've got many. Uh, you can check out the past few years if you go back in our archives. Uh, Toronto yeah. Comic Con shows, Ontario Toy Collector shows, Fan Expo shows. Nice. Uh, yeah, I'm there every year sticking my mic in some couple people's faces. So That's cool, yeah. I've always, I've always <laughs> loved looking out for people who do podcasts at cons and i've been wanting it for us to, to do one with them but it's just a lot of times they're, they're stationary and we're kind of tucked away at our booth oh fuck that man gorilla pod that's the only way to do it plus it's pretty much impossible to get a press pass here as a podcaster in canada really? a lot of the celebrities come and they don't even want to talk to podcasters they're like no they're too crazy and freeform and they're not big enough and not big <laughs> enough audiences you know because anybody can do it right yeah. So often yeah. they'll be like, we won't really do that. So you got to go gorilla styles around here. So it's just me and my Zoom, and uh, you know, if sometimes you have to be discreet about it, but sometimes you, you see an opportunity. Like I was standing there uh, at Fan Expo. Was it Fan Expo? I can't remember. It was a con like last year, and I'm standing there and I'm looking over at the end of uh, Artist Alley, and Mike Mignola's sitting there, all by himself. Nobody's talking to him, no lineup, no nothing. And I'm just like, meh, all right. So I walked up to him and I was like, got a few minutes to chat. And he wasn't doing anything. So he was like, sure, why not? And it was just perfect timing. So I chatted with him for like, I got like five minutes out of him. Nice. And we chat about Hellboy and stuff. And uh, it was just because, you know, I saw the moment. <laughs> it happened to be perfect timing. He gives good interviews too, I think, because I heard him on Nerdist and he was really cool. Oh, yeah, he was a really nice guy. Like, I told him straight up. I was like, I've seen Hellboy, and I've read maybe three Hellboys, so that's my Hellboy. And he he was totally cool about it, and he started talking. He, you know, he talked about the new books that are out and what and what it was like to work on the movie and stuff. So super cool, dude. You know, most they're there to meet people, most of them, you know? Yeah. There's yeah. very few that don't look up, like, because they're busy. Like, Neil Adams, he's a real nice guy, but he won't even look at you. He'll have a really nice conversation with you, but he's constantly looking at things that are going on in front of him, like writing or drawing or selling mm -hmm. or whatever. But a very pleasant conversation at the same time. Like, he's such a pro at cons. He'll talk to you without While kind working. of... Yeah, it's, it's cool stuff, man. 
Only once in all that time. I've only ever had one guest on all my episodes that was awkward. Really? Yeah, uh, yeah, I won't say Alex, who. you're number two. <laughs> ah, I'm always oh! number two. But they just, they wouldn't talk. Like, they got, they had nothing. And, like, I brought them on to talk about a certain subject because we talked on Twitter and then we were tweeting. And then nothing. Just deadness. And I was like, oh, okay. So, uh, tell me about your comic. Yeah, nice. it was, oh, it was, it was difficult. But that, honestly, only time ever. Everybody else I've met, like, from you guys down on back. It's amazing, you know, just people who make comics are awesome people. It generally works out that way, you know? It's an awesome community. It I mean, is. You, you walk around, you talk to people. Anytime I've been at a con, I don't think I've ever had any grief from anyone at a con. I, I can't think of any time anyone's given me any crap, like, as, as another creator or anything like that, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah usually we have problems with the security guards. <laughs> Actually, no. I, I do have to say too um, a special shout out to the guys at Asbury uh, who ran the show at Asbury Con. We uh, we misplaced our screwdriver and they, they they got it for us fast, you know. And they they took good care of us. So if they're you know again if they're listening, thanks. <laughs> you never know who's listening to these things, honestly. So no, you never do. It's totally weird. Sometimes I'll look at. Uh... I'll look at some of the iTunes and stuff, and I'm like, Japan? What? (laughs) We're huge in Japan. It's honestly happened once or twice, and I've been like, Japan? I love love the bit.ly metrics we have on some of the links we throw out there. I'm like, really? Well, okay, you know, Uzbekistan? All right, sure, sure. (laughs) Well, it's always surprising because it's such like podcasting and Twitter in themselves is like so universal. Mm-hmm. Anybody could, from anywhere could find something somewhere, so you know you you would never know who's listening. That's <laughs> yeah, a crazy internet thing. My mom one time went on vacation. My mom never listened to this show in any way. Like, and she went on vacation, and for some reason she downloaded an episode. Oh wow! And she came back. She's like, "I heard your show." I was like, "What? <laughs> Which episode?" And she was like, "It was actually a con episode." She heard, I think. And uh, I was like, what did you think? She was like, it was good. And I was like, okay. <laughs> but I just never, ever even expected her to listen to it. You know? What you said about your sister was not very nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I've got the opposite. I, I try to explain to my mom what I'm doing, and she doesn't get it. <laughs> no, I was lucky. My mom always, was always yeah. hip that way. They, Yeah, it was right away. It was her and my stepdad who introduced me to comic books when I was like, two years old and stuff i remember my first superhero encounter was my dad made me a uh just a wooden like plywood toy box and he painted it blue and white and then he drew superheroes all over it like batman and superman and stuff and i was just like what are those and he's like what do you mean and uh that's when i got my first comic books yeah Sweet. One of them was Green Lantern, I remember. And that I really latched on to. He was like my first favorite superhero was Green Lantern. I don't know. I really dug him as a kid for some reason. Which one, Hal Jordan? Or... Yeah, it was Hal Jordan. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, so it was good times. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. I really hope Batman Superman's good. What do I mean? Yeah. I know it's going to be good. Have you seen Affleck lately? I have, no. I have not. Oh, no. my God. He's jacked. He's more jacked. He's more jacked than he's ever been. I really like. You look at him, and right away you're like, you see his arms, and you're like, oh my goodness. And he's and he's sporting the. Uh, he's totally sporting the Greg Capullo Bruce Wayne look. 
Sweet. Uh, yeah, like that okay, hair is cool. short and tight with a little bit at the front kind of thing, you know? It's, yeah, it's he's very Bruce Wayne right now. I never had problems with it right from the beginning. I was like, why the hell not? Because I wasn't, honestly, I wasn't a big Bale fan. Mm. I was like, Batman's supposed to be six, like two, and able to step on your face, and you know. <laughs> uh, I I thought Bale was, was was I had high hopes for Bale, but the one thing that I couldn't get over was the, was the voice, because yeah. he's a good actor. He what he just can't drop in a different register or just do a different voice. Yeah, you know. Batman. Yeah, no, it's Batman. Batman. me. So I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Ben Affleck doesn't do that. I mean, he, he. I wasn't happy with the Daredevil movie, but it wasn't because of him. Yeah, totally know? not his fault. That was just a yeah. horribly put together movie. I mean, I'll quote, I'll quote Kevin Smith and saying he could play the shark in Jaws. <laughs> I think he's he's a, he, he's a very underrated actor in the sense that he he can do a lot more than he's given. Yeah. So when he's given the opportunity to go to go crazy, he can do it. Yeah. So I you know I've got high hopes. I think it's going to be total Capullo Batman with a little bit, but more like gray and, bl- gray and blue. I think it'll be the first like short-eared Batman we ever see on film too. Shorter? I was I wasn't thinking they were going to go that way. I think I thought they were. I figured they would probably just go with more of um, like the standard like longer ears, like or like maybe like an because I thought the, the idea was to have an older Batman too. So they might you know do something more like the the gray suit with the but with like more armor on it. Well, I think it's going to be very Dark Knight, but he just won't be as old kind of as that Bruce Wayne is portrayed. Yeah. But I think it's definitely, I think it's going to be kind of Dark Knighty, you know? Because think about, the one thing is, you got to remember, this is Zack Snyder making this movie. And mm. the only, the greatest thing already, guaranteed, I can tell you now, you can quote me on this later, kids, the single greatest thing about this entire movie is going to be what Zack Snyder does with Batman's cape. Yeah. That's all it's going to matter. He's going to do things with that cape that are just going to make you so hypnotized you won't even notice anything else going on in the fucking movie. It'll be like the spawn cape. (laughs) And by you, I mean me. (laughs) But I will. I know it. That's, I'm so excited about that. Just, I loved what he did with Soup's cape, you know? I thought that, I love Man of Steel. I'm a big Man of Steel guy. I thought it was Hobo Superman. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you know, they went a little overboard with the with the punchy punchy, but you know, yeah. it was still better than no punchy punchy that we had to deal with before, you know. Yeah. So they'll find a nice mix and I'm really excited about that flick, you know. I'm really curious about what they're gonna go with Jesse Eisenberg as, as Lex Luthor. because uh, I like him and I I, I I think I know which direction they're taking. I'm just I'm like I'm wondering is he gonna shave his head or is he gonna just keep his hair natural and falls out the end? Like, but I don't I'm not sure which direction they're gonna go with Lex Luthor because it's because if they're going with Cap- the Capullo style Batman, then if they then they may mean they also might go with the the you know the newer uh, Lex Luthor who's more mad scientist and than executive, which is kind of cool. Well, I've heard he's it's going to be executive-y, and you know, I, what I think he's going to do is play it, so, <laughs> say it just, <laughs> just like social network. Mark, calm down. <laughs> All right. Just thinking about this. He's... Got my juices flowing. <laughs> Balloons are popping. <laughs> I always knew you were a lunar. <laughs> I think he's going to be social network. He's going to be like that, but with some charm when he's like got the camera in front of him, you know. But when he's all pissed off and evil, he's just going to act like when he gave that speech in social network. He's like, "You're not worth my time." <laughs> you know, I think yeah, I think he can totally pull off like 
you know. Mark Zuckerberg, Lex Luthor. He's <laughs> <laughs> gonna wear a hoodie. <laughs> but yeah, it's true. But I don't know if they'll make him bald. That could be interesting. Yeah, because we're, we're, we've had a lot of Lex Luthers with with hair, so they could keep that for a bit. Oh, I'm just excited about newness. But we have so long to wait. I'm not going to worry about it. It's yeah. uh, it's so I haven't even seen Cap two yet. I'm so behind. Oh, oh dude. I know, I keep hearing, I keep hearing, and I'm just like, I won't even watch, continue watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I stopped at the one before, because I don't (laughs) want anything spoiled. I've heard so much that I'm just like, okay, and I'm even doubly ashamed, because it hasn't been spoiled. Nothing's been spoiled. Nobody's spoiled anything, on Twitter, anywhere. I haven't heard a thing, and I'm like, oh, gosh. Yeah, I'm like, I've been given a a lucky grace period, and it's like a miracle, and I don't know why I'm not taking advantage of it. What the hell are you doing hanging out with us right now? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're watching the damn movie. Because now uh, I can't tell you the Galactus shows up halfway. No, I'm not. <laughs> that would be awesome, though. <laughs> hey, I got four days now straight off so to try and see it. So. I kind of want to see it again. Actually. It's Canadian Good Friday. Oh, nice. <laughs> the one I'm looking forward to, though, is Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, that's the one I'm definitely looking yeah. forward to. That should totally be fun. Who expected that when that trailer came out? It was like, okay, I get it. It's yeah, this will be fun times. That's not yeah. I'm one of those people who maybe like seen glimpsed the title while in a comic book shop, but knows absolutely nothing about the history. But I'm also one of those type of people who went and Wikipedia it. So, dude, <laughs> you know what you got to do. You got to go. Um, Marvel has the Marvel Unlimited app, and for sixty five bucks. A year, you get access to all their back title stuff. Are you kidding me? No. Are, are you getting paid by Marvel to say? Because you're. I should. I should be. Well, that. that's I that should, is amazing thing. Sixty-five bucks a year, and you yeah. can look oh, up no, any awesome. archive they have. That's that's a it's, pretty rad thing, man. It's in fact, like, actually, Marvel, if you're listening, pay us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will wrap this shit for you. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, no, dude, it's it's like the only thing you don't get are maybe like the last six months worth of comic books. Yeah. Well, that's, Actually, that's kind of fair, because you should have bought those anyways. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, there's there's some back title stuff I think they haven't put in there yet. But, like, if you... I went back and read the whole, you know, reread the whole Winter Soldier run and all that stuff um, prior to the movie, just, just to go, oh, okay, yeah, 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 you know? Yeah, but they even have stuff from, like, the 80s in there. Like, the original Rocket Raccoon stuff is in there. And I was like, what? <laughs> Dude, they've, got, they've got the original Fantastic, all the yeah. everything, the original Fantastic Four, the original, you know, Spider-Man, everything. It's all. But they also that. have like the newer uh, Superior Spider-Man stuff too, which is pretty cool. I'm excited yeah. about that uh, Spider Universe. They're uh, doing that book where it's going to have every Spider-Man ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Even Spider Ham. They're getting mm-hmm. Spider Ham. <laughs> that... Well, you know what's funny? Like they based that one off the um, the Shattered Universe game, which is actually a pretty fun game. Okay. Yeah. So you get to actually play as like the four different Spider-Men. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Gentlemen, we just—I'm sorry to interrupt. We just got a new backer. Ooh. Ooh. And we haven't even talked about the campaign we, yet. We talked about the Kickstarter. <laughs> we just got another backer. All right. Yeah. Who do we so, have right. to thank? I get it say? About... Well, hold on. Uh, oh, Give on-air shout-out. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see. What can we do? Uh, Joseph Snedden, thank you very, very much. For your donation. And I hope Absolutely. I didn't put your name. <laughs> you, probably, you probably did. 
I hey, can't as the guy with the complicated it. ethnic last name, I, I try to be a little more careful. Sepu, 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 something, Alex. He did not, not going to work here no more. That's awesome, guys. That's wicked. That is pretty fantastic. Yeah, support is out there. And where can they go? Just uh, what's it under at Kickstarter? So it's um, you can find it signed C the Missing. And if you look up Wayward Raven Media or just Wayward Raven, you'll you'll get it. Um, absolutely, that'll definitely get you there. Or you can yeah. go to waywardraven.com and click on the big ass Kickstarter thing that's right there in front of you, <laughs> well, with yeah, all the flashing would... arrows pointing at it and blinking. No, just... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and the usual uh, wonderful type uh, pledge prizes and stuff, books? Um, yeah, try to have some interesting stuff. Um, you know, uh, just to give you a, a general idea, I mean, we've got everything from all of our books, literally our entire library on there. Um, so, you know, you're, you're looking at like five books for like seven, you know, seven, five PDFs for like seven bucks, right? Um, we're doing stuff like that. We're doing some really cool artwork as well. Um, you know, for just, for just 20 bucks, I mean, you're looking at autograph copies of one and two. So the print is, you know, basically the prints and then all the PDFs, um, and a couple color prints from us too. Um, so basically, you know, the, the, and two... when he says color prints, he means color prints. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Some, some pretty cool stuff. I mean, even like, you know, um, you know, for 25 bucks, you, you got a t-shirt and, uh, you know, some of the PDFs and stuff like that. Wayne's been really generous to uh, to you know done some artwork too, so you can get some original artwork from from uh, our artist on the book also. Um, but yeah, there's definitely right on up to like if, if you have a business and you want us to wear your T-shirt at the con, we even have that package in there for you. Really? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I gotta Absolutely. peruse that one and get all you guys wearing an elegant weapon T-shirts while you're. Absolutely. We're there. We're down. We're, <laughs> We're down. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> advertising the book, all that sort of stuff. So, you know, but but at the end of the day, what I try to tell people, we've tried to make it as affordable as possible. You know, we want it to be accessible. We want people to, to go and pledge and, 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 you know, check stuff out and, and hopefully help us out so we can turn around and help them out and get them some cool stuff. So, um, you know, we, we try to keep it within a range that, that most people can drop a couple bucks in the till. Very good of you guys. Uh, it's a very fair way to do things, you know, for sure. So, uh, yeah, so basically for all of it, just uh, waywardraven.com, yeah? Absolutely, absolutely. That'll definitely get you there. Any particular shout-outs you would uh, like to send out into the universe this evening before we uh, shut her down? That's an excellent question. Um, Hi, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, no, we should, we should give a, a shout-out to everyone who's donated to our Kickstarter, That's including nice. Joseph Snedden, the guy who just donated. That is excellent. You, may you live on in history. <laughs> I, I can't, for the life of me, can't get to this, the folks through my app right now, which is driving really? me crazy. But, yeah, yeah, I can't find the backers. But if you have them, actually, you know what? I think you should read them, Alex, since they are all of you. No. <laughs> I'll, I'll do it. I mean, some of them are friends, so I could really embarrass them. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. To Joe, remember that time when you puked? No. Wait, no. <laughs> Actually, remember that girl you were hitting on? That no, 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 don't do it. Yeah. We should we should maybe give give thanks to um, to Anne because she actually listens to the podcasts that we um, actually do. So thank you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right on, yeah. Anne. 
Uh, absolutely, yeah, definitely. And Anna was great. She, oh, yeah, she, Anna. Uh, and yeah, she, she, uh, she donated, and then she heard us talking about it, and she bumped up her donation. So we were really <laughs> pumped. About that. that was awesome. So she's fantastic. You know, uh, so many of the people though really helped us out. I mean, um, you know, from from a lot of the other podcasters to you know, um, to just everyone who's been part of the process has been awesome. Um, you know, our artists have been fantastic. You know, I think I talked about Wayne and Martin and, and actually Carrie, our letterer has been with and, us. Through and James. And, and actually that's a good point. We, uh, we just, as, as a publisher, we just signed someone else's stuff. So we're not just making our own stuff anymore. Um, that's James, awesome. Absolutely. No, it's fantastic. And James Emmett's going to be, uh, he, he, uh, pitched us at New York comic con, his story. Um, we're working with them. We're, we're working with them on the script right now. And, uh, He's been starting to do some mock-ups for uh, some of the pages, and you know we're hoping it's going to be out by New York Comic Con this year. Um, so yeah, yeah. So no, that's that's absolutely a great point. I mean, but all of our artists. I mean, not just not just this book, but certainly Horseman. Um, you know, we uh, James Beals took over Horseman issue two. That's going to be out really really soon. That's almost done. Um, you know, Eric Hare took over the Ascendant um, and is doing an unbelievable job of that. He's about he's about two thirds of the way done with the inks um, for book three. Um, so yeah, I mean, these guys have really been kicking ass for us, and, and we really appreciate it. Well, it sounds like you guys got a great uh, team going on there all around, and uh, thank you to all those people supporting making comics and supporting these guys making comics. Uh, speaking of making comics, y'all, you know, all y'all, <laughs> all you kids out there know that our good friend, Mr. Anthony Rutgazer, has a new book coming out for Action Labs. It's called The First Hero. I'm going to be at the GTA Comic Con this weekend. Check it out, gtacomiccon.com. Uh, I'm going to be there with, or it might be, .ca. Try them both. And see what happens because I am in Canada and that does happen so do that and uh, yeah because I'm going to be there and I'm going to be hanging out at his table with him hawking his comic book and podcasting with people uh, I'm going to try and uh, sneak my mic into Jake the Snake's face and see what happens no, no guarantees no guarantees kids but we're going to see what we can do about Mr. Roberts so uh that's what's going to be happening this weekend. Uh, other than that, everybody uh, that is making comics, go out on the weekend and plant a tree while you're making comics. Keep the balance. Keep that happening. Uh, you know, keep it keep it secular. But uh, Alex, Mark, thank you so much for hanging out. I had an absolutely wonderful time uh, chatting with you guys tonight. Yeah, this has been a blast, man. I, I appreciate you having us on and inviting us. This has been great. Well, hey, you guys are welcome anytime, for sure. Anytime you guys got something coming up, just let me know, and uh, I'd love to talk about it, you know? Cool. That would be awesome. We'll definitely take you up on that. Eh? You guys make the comics. I'll keep talking about them. How's that? <laughs> Good deal. Good deal. Yeah, definitely. We'd love to hear what you, what you think about the comics, too. So, yeah. Good times. Also look for uh, reviews that are going to come up of things uh, as things come out on Points of Interest Podcast Network, pointsofinterestpodcast.com. That is all we have this week on An Elegant Weapon. Everybody, we'll see you soon. Take it easy. Thanks, Adam.
Why don't you go back to your home on Whore Island?